listening to the Derek Asante podcast, also known as DAPS, the show that brings you insightful conversations about everyday topics. I just aim to keep the discussion above the average. My guests are the ones bringing the social proof to the conversation. Let's get into it. I'm your host, Derek Asante, and today I'm joined by another thriving entrepreneur who is killing it in her industry. Driven by her passion to help others learn to rediscover and appreciate themselves completely in a society where self-hate is prominent. This mother of two is still putting others first and making it her business. Please help me welcome my friend, Alexandra Costarella. Welcome. Thanks, Derek. (laughs) So before I get into it, I've been kind of planning this one for a little bit because I was trying to figure out what don't I know about Alex that I want to know about Alex? And, and I realized I know a lot about you, but I also don't know a lot about you. So this really, this, this conversation is for me to also learn, but it's also for you to also share what it is that you do. But before I even get you started, there's something that I want to say that I think women like you are doing a phenomenal job. The fact that you're a mother, you have a partner, and you have a business that you run. Juggling all of that, I have to tip my hat off to you because it's no easy task. So before we jump in, I just wanted to give you that kudos and commend you for all that you do and all mothers out there that are also doing something similar or even just being a mother. Hell, that's that's a job in itself. So it's been a pleasure knowing you, but it's going to be even better getting to know you that much more today. So I'm looking forward to it. For sure. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You know, so I always open with a quote and the quote that I have today, I want to get your opinion on it and what kind of runs through your mind when you hear a quote like this. Okay. So it reads, in failure, there's always the birth of something new, but never the end. What comes to mind when you hear that? What comes to mind, so the first thing that I kind of thought of feel like it's to do with my son, Isaiah. He plays competitive basketball. Um, So we've always had conversations about like how failure doesn't always define you. You're always, you're always going to grow from it. And I always said like when he was younger, I used to always say to him, you actually learn more from losing a game than actually winning. That's a fact. Yeah. So it's like, He's very competitive in nature and he'd be very upset if he like lost the game, him and his team. And so that would be one thing that I would always focus on because it's like you just said, it is a fact that you literally learn more from when like you're kind of failing in something, right? Or when you lose something, because you're going to learn from your mistake, you're going to grow from that and you're going to learn to do better next time, right? Or what you can do better next time. That's right. Your character is developing through failure a lot more than it would if you were constantly just, you know, winning. Exactly, yeah. Right? So you you learn what you're made of, you learn what you can withstand, and you're absolutely right. Through failure is where you find your growth. Yeah. Um, You know, so thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. No problem. Now, who is Alex? <laughs> if you if you had to summarize, let me put it this way. So if, if if I had to ask, let's say, three or four of your good friends that you've known for a long period, yeah, what would they say 
about who you are? Um, I'd have to say, like, actually, it's funny because I just had a conversation with one of my best friends the other day mm-hmm. um, surrounding some issues that, like, just personal issues that I'm kind of going through and whatever. Yeah. And she says to me, it's funny how calm and collected and, like, just chill you are all the time that you don't know under like underlying issues, like what people are actually going through, even how close they are to you. So her being my best friend, I come across as like, like she said, like this cool, calm, collected person, but like maybe deep down, I'm actually like struggling internally with something specific, like personally for myself, Mm. but I don't show that. Right. And I feel like a lot of people are, kind of sort of do that right like we have this kind of like facade that mm-hmm. like I'm very open about like many things and I think my friends would kind of say that about me as well I'm a very open-minded person I love to have conversations about everything life the world like absolutely <laughs> anything and I think that's kind of like leads into kind of like what led me to entrepreneurship as well um I think that's kind of what brought me or like what drew me into it, right? Is like the connections with people and stuff. And So we're going to get into that. Now, you've mentioned something as you're just telling me this portion here about people in general, why we withhold certain information from even our close friends. Mm-hmm. Why do you think we do that? I think like a lot has to do with probably like societal pressures that we are like born to just be happy or you know, like those happy-go-lucky people. Like it's just, it's not the norm right. to go out in society and be sad or depressed or, you know, like there's such a stigma around that mm-hmm. that I think we try to maybe hold back on that. Like for me personally, it's not like a necessary thing to talk about, you know, like I'm dealing, like whatever I'm dealing with, right. I deal, like I'm kind of ad- advocating for myself in terms of how I'm dealing with those issues. Right. So I don't personally try to put that on other people Mm. because I know that those are my issues that I need to deal with. Right. It doesn't necessarily concern other people because I know other people have other things going on. You know, like my friend, for example, that said that she has two young daughters. She works full time. Her husband works full time. Like she has her own stuff on her plate. Like, don't get me wrong. We talk about things here and there, but, not like in depth as if like she's my therapist, for example. Right. 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 But we definitely have those conversations, just not to that extent, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you just don't want to burden people with your challenges. Exactly. That makes sense. That makes sense. I, I'm, I'm a bit big advocate of doing that, like holding your own, holding your own. But on the, on the flip side, I also uh, try to let people know that it's not a bad thing to be the strong friend, but it's, it can be bad in the sense that no one is also checking in on you. Mm -hmm. So if you have a friend that is doing exactly what you're doing, which is, you know, holding it together and giving you the pleasant side all day, every day, trust me, you know it because you go through it yourself. You're the strong friend for somebody else. Check in on that person because you don't know what they're actually going through. And sometimes it might help to know that, you know what, this person's really pressing because they want to know and they want to actually see if they can help. Yeah. Sometimes that, that might be the case, you know? Yeah, it's true. So it's important. I think we need to support each other in every way possible. 
Now, exactly. I'm going to push through and ask how many hours a day on average do you work on your business? On my business? Yes. Uh, per day? Yeah, like on average. I would say like every day differs too, right? So mm-hmm. because of the nature of the job, um, like the direct sales company and stuff, because there's so much like social media marketing involved in it, it just all depends on what I prefer to put in basically. Got so it. on average, I'd have to say two hours. And that's interesting because... Maybe not even two hours, to be completely honest. That's on average a day, you're saying, right? Yes, yes. And it might even be less than that. Right. So some people might listen to that and think, well, two hours, what can you get done in two hours? But they don't realize there's a lot you can actually accomplish in two hours. Yeah. You know, so I just want people to know that when they're listening to this and saying, oh, well, she's only doing less than two hours a day of work. That's not real work. No, you got it wrong. Yeah. It pays off. And and exactly. I can give you even an example as well, like posting some stories on Instagram because the whole social marketing piece, right? Right. So that obviously takes up some time, but not a ridiculous amount of time. Like it might take me 15 to 20 minutes to do like a few stories or whatever, right? And then by the time I edit them and post them. Mm -hmm. And then I think that takes up more time is when people are messaging. And if I have to talk to people on the phone, Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to the products, for example, or what would work for like their skin type or um, like a more targeted concern, that's what takes up more time. Right. So having those conversations with people, whether it's on the phone or messaging, it's, it can be time consuming, but broken up into the day. So it right. might not be, it's not like you're going to work for a nine to five job no. and you're there from nine to five. It's like, I could work from 10 to 10, 15 in the morning talking to somebody. Right. I could be like two o'clock to two 30 that I'm talking to another person. Like it just all depends, like I said, on the day. And, but every week it kind of differs to day to day. Like it differs every single day. I'm going to back up a little bit because I know I jumped ahead a little bit because I want to kind of get a little bit uh, into the business side of it. We'll get into that. I definitely have a lot of questions about the business that I want to know about. Um, Can you describe the moment when you decided I'm going into business for myself and what was happening in your life during that period that pushed you in that direction? So I'd have to say it all kind of started. So it wasn't actually in that moment. So I started with this company over a year ago. So April, 2020. So pretty much when the pandemic, we were kind of in the midst of the pandemic However, mm-hmm. looking back, I actually, I think I deep down knew something was changing for me and I'll kind of, I'll kind of touch on that first. So basically when I turned 32, mm-hmm. it was my birthday. I had just had my younger son. So he was what, maybe two mm-hmm. months old. I, so on my birthday, I was like, I kind of had this like epiphany. Like it was like, it was really weird actually. Cause I don't know. I just, I kind of like that night of my birthday, I was going to sleep. Like I was getting ready for bed or whatever. And I kind of like looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, I'm going to, like, I feel like I've done so much for my family and my kids. And I feel like my, obviously like as a mother, your main focus is that right. Especially I had, I had a newborn at the time. And so that was my main focus. I was like, I want my focus to be me. 
in my thirties and I want to do something for me. And so this was two years prior to actually joining this company. I had no idea about beauty counter at the time. I wasn't using the product. I had no clue. Right. Mm -hmm. I kind of knew that. So COVID hit, the opportunity came up. I'd been in contact with a friend. I had reconnected with a friend from high school and I had tried some of the samples of the product and I was like, something just hit me. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is the thing that I've been waiting for. And it might sound silly because it's like skincare slash beauty company. So it kind of just like in my mind, I was like, you know what? I'm at the time, I guess, because this was last year. So I was almost 34. I was like, I need to start like taking care of my skin too. Like I'm getting older. Not that I'm against like aging and all of that. Like I think that's obviously a very natural process for everybody. Yeah. But even just to take care of myself. So to start like a regimen, for example, like a skincare regimen. And to me, I look at it like self-care technique for myself. At the end of the day, being able to like cleanse my face and do my whole like four step, four or five step regimen at night. So the business model for beauty counter is direct marketing. Am I correct? Or direct sales. Yeah. Yeah. Direct. Okay. So did you know anything about direct sales at that point? Uh, I knew a little bit because one of my other like close friends, she actually does something similar in direct sales and all of that with actually like a skincare company and all of that. So I had been introduced to kind of like that whole business model probably about like six years prior. Got it. Uh, Like I was in school, like I was in post-secondary school when like my older son was in kindergarten, like, and she had, she had actually proposed to me that she thought I would be good in the business. And, and I guess like, I mean, now being in the business, I know like there's a lot of team building, um, and just stuff like that. Right. So she was probably like reaching out and just being like, Oh, I think you would be really good at this business. But at the time it wasn't for me, it wasn't the right time. I didn't, feel it was the right time. So right. I didn't go go ahead and do it. Like I just, I let her know that it wasn't, it wasn't for me at that time and whatever. So that was kind of an eye opener for me, like in terms of like direct sales and all that, but I didn't fully know. And I think I was a little bit oblivious too, when I first started with beauty counter, because I didn't care mm-hmm. it, it, because it felt right. And because I was like falling in love with the products and I was so passionate about them. Right. And because I wanted something for myself, I was like, and it something just hit me. Like, I was like, this is it. Like, this is for me. I want to do this. I don't care what anyone thinks of me. I don't care. Like at that point, I really, I had no, like, I don't know. I just didn't have any cares at all. How, how liberating was that feeling? Oh my God. It was like the way I explain it, like, so to this friend that I was just telling you about that yeah. was kind of like an acquaintance. Yeah. When I was going through like the first week of realizing that, mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like I'm on a high. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like the energy <laughs> that I was feeling from it yeah. was like, I have goosebumps now talking about it. Like literally right now I have chills on my arms. Like, cause I remember that feeling last yeah. year and it still is like, it still is so liberating for me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. still over a year later. So obviously, I mean, I did something right, right? That's awesome. <laughs> Going That's... with my, my gut feeling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny. We don't, we don't listen to that feeling often, but when we do, it changes everything. 
Yeah. How has um, being an entrepreneur, how has that, in fact, uh, you know, affected your family life um, as an entrepreneur? What are some of the changes that you noticed um, took place since you took on this full steam ahead? Um, so I say that it's definitely been like an eye opener. And I think because we're so accustomed to this like nine to five, Monday to Friday work life, that that's what we're, we're just used to, right? right? And so I knew like deep down, like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm also, I also work for the school board. Um, like I'm an educational assistant and I work with like special needs students. Mm -hmm. So I love my job. Don't get me wrong. Like I love working for the school. I love, love working with kids. Like that's what I went to school for and all that. But I, I just really like figuring out that work life balance and what specifically works for me Mm -hmm. and not being so, um, tied down to working that life, like working that Monday to Friday, nine to five job. Right. And so it was definitely, like I said, an eye opener and something to become accustomed to, like, in, even in terms of like my family with my kids, especially my older son and then my partner, mm-hmm. um, because it was just, it was something new and it wasn't out of the house. Right. So it was, it's basically that, I mean, at that point, everyone was working from home anyways, like last April or whatever. Right. But it was just, it was very in their faces. Mm. that I'd be like talking on the phone with someone about skincare or about their skin type or whatever. So I think it was just that no one was used to it. And it was just like, just something different. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, fast forward a year and it has been better, let me say, because now like we've come, we've become accustomed to the whole process and my work life balance, kind of like how I was just explaining to you that, there's times where it'll be random. It'll be when customers are available to talk right. that they call me. So it's like, if I'm in the middle of doing something, it's like, Oh, like, can you take the toddler for a second? So I can like run outside and, right. and like take this call or whatever. Right. Right. So that has been very different because like I said, working for the school board, I don't do that. Like, that's just not what I do. Right. I don't have to like drop what I'm doing to take a phone call yeah. outside of the door or outside of the room. Right. So were you, were you afraid to make that switch from, you know, I mean, I know you didn't leave the school board, but I'm saying yeah. now you, you're, you're spending more time working on beauty counter and less time on the school board. Is there something that you're missing from the school board and that you're getting from beauty counter and then vice versa? Yeah. So I think a lot of it has to do with the flexibility as well. Got it. What I kind of, what I like about working for the school board, like at the moment, I don't have like a permanent position or anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm a supply. So I work as a casual EA. So I basically cover for people that are sick or that are off or whatever. Right. Yep. So that also has flexibility in itself because if there's a day that I don't want to work, I don't have to work. Right. I don't have to call into someone to a principal or my boss and say, oh, I'm not coming into work today. I just wouldn't take a job for that day, right? That's it. But I feel like for me, I really thrive off of the flexibility in jobs. So I enjoy being a supply because then if, say, for example, one day I don't want to take a job with the school board, 
I'm able to focus on my beauty counter business. Yeah, that's that called, day or that's right. Called, that's called freedom. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, I like, and that's the thing. It's like, if I'm able to do it, then why not? Exactly. Right? Exactly. If I wasn't, if I was struggling. And I was like, you know what? This isn't paying the bills. It's not working for my lifestyle. Then I would change something. Right. But it, but at the moment it does work. Right. So why not? And I'm like, I feel like I'm the type of person that just like, I like to go with the flow with of things and things that happen kind of organically. And it's like, I just, I don't know. I'm just more of like, I have more of that mentality that having like that flexible work schedule life. Right. Yeah. How, how important is it to have your family um, you know, make the adjustment and not give you a hard time with your business and, and the choice that you've made to do this business. How important is it to have their support? I would say, like, it definitely means a lot to have family support. Um, like, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. Like, my partner, he was not super supportive at the beginning when mm-hmm. I first started last year. Right. And it was... It was, it was actually really hurtful because I felt that this was something that I was feeling like I had to do. It was during COVID, nothing was really going on. We were all home, you know, like, I feel like I don't really even have to justify that. Like it was just, it was just something I wanted to do. And he wasn't really on board with it at the beginning. And not that he actually verbalized that to me, but in his actions, he showed me that, right? So that was like, I was really like sad about that because it was just like, you kind of think that your partner or your whoever is going to be, is going to be on board with you no matter what, but that's not always the case. Right. Mm -hmm. And I even like, I even put myself like in his shoes and I try to think to myself, okay, well think about the time that you never liked his work schedule. Right. Right. And he's had two jobs for God knows how long. Um, right. And so I haven't really always been on board with that because for many reasons, yeah. one main reason is that it's taking kind of takes away from like our family life. Right. And not being home and not, you know, seeing the kids and stuff like that. So that was like always my main thing. And because like he worked like a day job plus like the evening job, he just wasn't here a lot. So I, I get that. I get where he was like coming from. And I tried to put myself like in his shoes, mm-hmm. but it was, it was really hard to go through. And now where are you guys? Now, like a year later, over a year later. Yeah. Really good. Awesome. Because financially we're at a good point. Right. So, so now, wait, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. now that he's on board, yeah. Do you find that you're enjoying your business more because you you know that, wait, my partner's got my back and he finally understands what's happening with the business and you find that that support helps you throughout your days? A thousand percent. That's awesome. A thousand percent, yes. That's awesome. Um, I actually, this is really off topic. Well, kind of off topic, but there's a documentary on Netflix I want to say somebody was telling me about it. I actually haven't personally watched it. It's my one of my friends was telling me about it, and she said that it was something to do with 
this guy that played football and he was, I guess he had a really bad injury and he was in the hospital for a really long time. And, um, I guess what they discovered was as he was recovering, the support that he was getting from his family and friends and other people that were like visiting him, the doctors and stuff like believe that that helped speed up his recovery. Well, that's a, that's for sure. There's a few athletes that went through something like that, where it was like a career ending injury and literally fans support, family support. And yeah. doctors told the individual when they initially had it, I'm talking people that were paralyzed from like the neck down. You're not going to yeah. walk again or we can't, you're never going to be able to use this limb again and so forth. But they bounce back and they make it back to the league football and, and dominate. Yeah. So I completely agree with that. Like it's, it's something about the human spirit. Yeah. You know, that it goes through these, these limits that we don't think we're capable of, but the spirit is, is capable of everything and anything. And so yeah. I completely agree with that. That's yeah. And, that's, and I think like, I, the reason I brought that up is because like, so he like this individual was getting the support from their family and friends, which is obviously like, tremendous like that is like exactly what you just said kind of like with the human spirit and and we feed as human beings we feed off of that yep like so for example in my situation with my business and my partner i now because he's more positive about it i'm more positive about it that's right so i was because like he was acting like a certain way or whatever like a year ago when i first started I would think to myself, like, oh my gosh, like, why is he feeling like this? Like, I would, I would feel his feelings basically. And then it would make me like sad inside. And really like, sometimes it would be like, okay, do I want to do this? Because it might upset him if I take the time to do this story or talk to this person, you know, but now because he's more understanding about it, it's easier yeah, it's that, that same. No, it does. That's the same transfer of energy. That's what that is. Yeah. Right. Like when somebody's miserable and they walk in a room, everybody's like, "What's going on? Like, why does it feel yeah. so weird?" And it's because that person brought the energy in the room. So exactly. Yeah, that's you're absolutely right. So and I'm like, I've come to discover as well, like over the past years, that I'm like some type of empath because I really feel what other people are feeling, like. And exactly what you just said, like someone walks into the room and they're sad, like I feed off of that yeah. energy yeah. immediately. Like it's, it's kind of scary actually sometimes, but yeah. That just means you're in tune with yourself. That's, that's important and everything around yeah. you. Um, what are you enjoying most about what you're doing now? What, what really gets you excited and what's one of the biggest challenges you've encountered so far? I definitely say like, so entrepreneurship has been like, just something so different for me, as I mentioned earlier. Um, but I think like just the connection with people. So connecting with people that I haven't necessarily talked to in a really long time. So if I'm putting myself out there on social media, people are normally reaching out to me and being like, oh, I'm like interested in these products or I'm interested in what you're doing or whatever, right? Right. And so this might be somebody that I haven't talked to in years, And so it's nice to like have that reconnection with people. I feel like that's like kind of like the main thing for me. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I really, really love that because it's not that nine to five Monday to Friday job. Right. So I'm able to have my toddler home from daycare and spend more time with him and not have to send him to daycare because I'm working full time Monday to Friday. Right. Right. Um, so I really love that. And then going back to like doing something for myself, like that whole self care piece is that this, the business itself I'm doing for me, but also like the whole skincare side of it as well. I'm doing for myself. Nice. There's a lot of emotions involved in the business as well, right? Like it's a roller coaster of emotions because you have good months and you might have not so good months. So when you when you say emotional roller coaster, yeah, talk to me about it. Is it about the sales or the process of of the day to day? As in, you know, putting up a post and are you getting the traction that you're hoping for? Like, what is causing that emotional roller coaster? Exactly both that you just mentioned. So, mm. so obviously, sales are a reflection of how much work you're putting in to the business, right? So if I'm, if I'm laying back and I'm not posting anything or I'm being active on social media in terms of the marketing piece, I'm not going to get any sales Right. or okay. Maybe not no sales. I might get sales from my current customers that have bought for me, but I'm not continuing kind of like to market and to network and stuff like that. Right. So I think kind of going on both pieces. So the inconsistency like of income. So obviously that's based off of the sales. So there might be some months where, I don't know, I can give you an example, like maybe one month I make $500 or like four or $500. And then another month I might make over a thousand dollars. Right. So obviously like you want to hit those thousand dollar months, like a thousand dollars plus months, but it's not always going to happen. Right. Right. So I feel like I've come to accept that, but I also feel like guilt sometimes. Wait, guilt about what? Okay. Like for example, if I don't say there's like a couple days where I don't like go on social media Mm -hmm. and I haven't posted anything about the business, I sometimes feel like I would feel guilty. That's one of the things that I'm working on right now is like that work-life balance. But there'll be moments where I'm like, oh man, like I didn't post anything today or I didn't do, I didn't. I didn't talk about this promotion that we have or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out, you said something about, you know, not hitting those numbers and mm-hmm. I'll give you one tip. Cause I know I speak to quite a few entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and the, the, the reality of it is, I, I think you already know it. It's just a matter of staying there mentally, Yeah, which is the numbers that you're looking at are a reflection of what you're doing or not doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So don't beat yourself up because, you know, you could have done more to change those outcomes. Yeah. Although, although, you know, it feels like it's really in the hands of the customers. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's actually something that you control. So I just want you to keep that in the back of your mind every time you're close to hitting that that wall of, you know, um, guilt or, or not being happy with your results as far as sales. Yeah. Keep that in the back of your mind and just, you know, tell yourself it's me and I didn't put in the work that I should have or could have. Yeah. Right. And like, and I can give an example too, like back just a couple months ago in April, like I hit a big promotion with the company, like my mentor. Um, so this acquaintance that got me started with the business and stuff, she had said at the beginning of the month, you're going to hit director this month. 
like she said those like she said those words and I kind of looked at her and this is in person too and I looked at her and I was like really I was like I don't think so and like and I'm a firm believer of like what we think and what we believe truly shows in the outcome yeah right so I wasn't really feeling it when she said that and I was just, and I just kind of looked at her and I was like okay but I did hit it yeah. I did hit director and it was a lot of damn work let me tell you yep. like we had to put in a lot of work because it wasn't at the end of the day it's also not just me like I definitely hitting that promotion I definitely put in a lot of the work but it's also a team that I have under me. Like I have a team of, um, I think 10 women right now Mm -hmm. that are like on my downline Mm -hmm. and they've also contributed to getting me there too. Right. Right. So it wasn't like I came to a point where it was like coming to the end of the month and I was like, we like, I was getting so close to the promotion and it was like, is it going to happen or is it not? Like I was still kind of sitting on the edge of it, but I was so close and like, I stepped up, my team stepped up and it happened. Right. But it's kind of like, it's also disappointing too when, when you're like, you work hard, so hard in the month Mm -hmm. and then you get so close. Like for example, so I hit that promotion in April and then last month in May, um, I was very, very close to hitting it again. Right. To main, sorry, maintaining it. So once you hit a promotion with this company, um, you maintain that, that, status yeah for three months right um in order to get the bonus like a bonus like a cash bonus Mm -hmm. you have to maintain that status for three months straight got it that makes sense you have to hit those numbers basically again three months straight so i came really close last month again but the thing with this business is that if you have people like customers returning customers or new customers ordering it within one month the likelihood of those people reordering the next month slim. is slim because yeah. they don't need products. Right. They just thought, they just stocked up. They just ordered from you. They're not wanting to spend another hundred, two hundred dollars with you. Right. So now you're trying to find ways to network and to get out there and whatever. So May was like was hard for me, but it ended up being an amazing month again for me. Yeah. For me personally not as a team to hit that goal of like that promo- like the promotion again but like you know what I mean yeah yeah so throughout this whole process like what skills would you say you've learned or discovered about yourself that you didn't know prior to starting this business um I would say self-confidence for sure hmm. has been a huge thing for me because not that I wasn't like I wasn't confident prior to Beauty Counter, but I feel like it's exploded in that sense. Right. So for example, like the social media aspect, I would post on social media about like my family and my kids and whatever. Like it was mostly like my son's basketball, for example, and like more personal stuff. Mm-hmm. But then it started to become more like where I kind of intertwined the business side with my personal side. Right. So kind of becoming comfortable coming out of my comfort zone, basically, in terms of that and going on camera and talking and and realizing that I'm not actually talking to anyone, but I'm just kind of putting myself out there into the world for anyone to hear me. Right. Like 
And I mean, if you want to listen, great. If not, you just skip right past. Right. And I think, I think that's what I love about this business as well, is that I'm not forcing anybody to listen to me. Right. I'm not, I'm not tying your hands down and being like, you have to, like, I'm putting myself on social media. You have to listen to me. I'm putting myself out there and you have the, like, people have the choice whether or not they want to listen or not. Right. That's right. That's right. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think, um, I think like, I think like motivation as well. Like I think in any type of entrepreneurship, like motivation is a huge thing because this whole, the way this business model is, it's designed to keep you going. So Yeah. Because that's where they have the incentives, right? Like you hit that target. That's a great motivation to try and maintain it for the three months. And so uh, you always get that boost, right? Can you share with us, let's say four products that you're really really excited about that you guys um, provide for people? Like four specific products? Yeah, like some of your favorites. Let's say you have to pick your top four products that you really like that you use or may not use, but other people have said they love that you may not use. But some of your products that you might have that are key, it might be a part of a promotion that you have going on right now. It might be important to share that as well. Um, So just some, you know, some of the products, let's say four or five that you can share with us. Okay. Yeah. Like I've used, obviously over the past year, I've used tons of our products, like everything pretty much. Um, so that's what I love about it too, because it's based on experience as well. So I can use the products and be like, and recommend them to people. Right. And know what they feel like on your skin or like stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would say, okay, my number one, and this is, I'll tell you why it's my number one is our deodorant. Mm. I have searched high and low for a natural and safe and clean deodorant. Like when I say years, I'm talking years, okay? And not that I haven't found a natural deodorant. I found many natural deodorants that have clean ingredients, but I have never found one that actually works. Right. So the whole thing with deodorant is that it's not an antiperspirant. It's a deodorant. So it's not our bodies are, are meant to perspire. Is that a word? I don't know. Perspire. <laughs> <laughs> like to sweat. To yeah. basically sweat, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's natural to sweat. That's fine. We actually shouldn't even be wearing antiperspirants mm-hmm. in the first place because um, it actually blocks like the sweat dust. Yeah. So anyway, so our deodorant is amazing for that reason because number one, it works. It's the first deodorant ever that works. And I know this for a fact because... I've even asked my partner to smell me on different occasions. And he's like, nope, I do not smell any BO on you ever. <laughs> so <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So that's a plus. Awesome. Um, another amazing thing about that product is it's refillable. The container is actually refillable. So the, the cartridge that it comes in, you actually just pop the refill out, like the, the deodorant out once you're done. And it just goes in the recycling and then you buy a refill for a cheaper price and it pops right back into that same cartridge. Oh, that's awesome. So not only is it a safe, clean deodorant that is actually working, it's also sustainable as well, right? It's good for the environment. So that's like my number one product, I would say. And it took us years, the company years to actually formulate and get it because they wanted to get it perfect. They didn't want to sell something that was like not going to work for people or whatever, right? So it right. actually took like a couple of years to 
formulate that and produce that. Um, so that's my number one. And then I'd say my number two is our vitamin C serum. Okay. Um, I'd say because like it's our number one seller, a hundred percent, like people just like, it just flies off the shelves. Mm. Um, it's really, really good. It's really like, so what I love about it, it's like a, a really potent serum. So it really targets like certain things if you're trying to like target certain things in your skin. So right. it really helps with like um, people that have eight, uh, sunspots or age spots on their faces that wouldn't normally go away, right? Like unless you're probably getting surgery or something on them. Right. Um, and like we've actually had teammates that have like had showed us like before and after pictures where their spots have actually gone away. So you're seeing like these real life results, right? It's not just like someone random that you think it worked for or whatever. Right. Uh, or don't even know if they use the product. But anyway, and we actually like, we use like, some companies use like this ingredient called absorbic acid, mm-hmm. which is not truly like the vitamin C component. So we actually use like a 10% ultra potent vitamin C in like in our ingredients. Um, so I love that. It's really good. And then what else? Um, we also have, I'd say another one is our, Lotus Glow Cleansing Balm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one is a very versatile product. And that's why I love it as well. Because um, literally, like I had, I had a blister on my hand. And like from sweeping with like a wooden broom. Yeah. And it like the skin had just totally come off on my hand. Mm-hmm. Near like my thumb area. Yeah. And I applied that every day. And it literally went away within like three days. Oh, wow. Like it's like this like miracle bomb. I like to call it like a miracle bomb. Like it's really crazy, but it's, and it has so many different uses. Like you can use it as an overnight mask for like a hydrating like mask on your face. Um, people use it for eczema on their bodies, like on their kids and stuff. Like I have eczema spots on my knees, for example, and I apply it there and it helps so much. Nice. Um, it's also, it could be used as a cleanser, like, Hence the name cleansing balm. Right. Um, uh, what else can it be used for? The oh, eye makeup, like an, a makeup remover as well. Oh, okay. So obviously, like that kind of goes like in like the cleanse, cleansing umbrella. But right. um, so yeah, so there's just so many like it's, it's like, like our multitask balm. So I just I feel like it's not just that like skincare type product that is only good for one thing, right? That targets one thing. I feel like it just has multiple uses. So I really love that. My fourth product is uh, a makeup product. So it's our Dew Skin Tinted Moisturizer. So I love that because number one, it has the sunscreen in it, the SPF 20 in it. Oh, the blocker, the protector. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it has like your sunblock in it but it's a tinted moisturizer. So you're not getting like that white cast or whatever when you're applying like sunscreen, right? Right. So that is like my go-to makeup product. Like I put it on every single day on my face and it just, what I love about it is that it's very natural looking. So it's not, you don't look like you have piles of makeup on your face. Like I, I used to be like that, like in high school where I would like, pile my face with makeup and mm-hmm. think I looked amazing. Right. But now as like I get older, it's like you want more of like that natural kind of look, right? So this tinted moisturizer, for example, just I feel like gives me that look, like that sheer 
kind of look, but yeah. still with like with the sunscreen in it as well. So nice. So it's protecting me like all day long. So yeah, I'd say those are definitely my four favorite, like my top four. Thank you for sharing that. That's a wealth of information. That's more than I expected, but I, I appreciate it because oh. <laughs> I just learned. No, because I didn't realize how much was in these products. Yeah. Right? I thought they were really just a straightforward, simple, just another brand, um, you know, that I might pick up um, something similar to what I might pick up at shoppers or something like that. But clearly it's not. So um, yeah. it's important that you share that. And I think um, people listening are definitely going to appreciate that because that's more information that you might get from even the website because I think you're giving yeah. more specific usages, right? And so yeah. um, that's why it's important. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, for for the listeners, um, please stay tuned. We're just going to take a quick break. We've been listening to Alex Coscarella uh, and she's talking about Beauty Counter. So she just finished sharing with us her top four products that she would recommend and you should definitely check out the website. We'll get you to more details when we uh, get closer to the end of the episode. Uh, we'll be right back after these commercials. Are you looking for the finishing touch to wash day? A special occasion? Or just a play date? Graham Bear has you covered. We offer a wide selection of accessories. You will love our plant-based hair clips and fabric bows, bow ties for daddy and me, and our best-selling turban headbands, which are perfect for your mommy and me looks. We're a Canadian-based handmade shop. Our products are made to order with love, care, and attention to details. We offer fast local and international shipping. Our accessories are made for making memories in. Visit us at grahambear.ca for all of your family accessory needs. Follow us on Instagram at grahambear to see our products in action, know about promos and contests. Be sure to use promo code DAPS10, that's D-A-P-S-10, for 10% off your next purchase. Awesome. We are back. And so, again, if you just tuned in, we are speaking with Alex Costarella. This has been actually an eye-opener for me because I didn't, I didn't honestly expect to get all this information that um, I'm getting. I knew I was going to get some new information but this is borderline overwhelming, but I'm excited about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and naturally it should be because I'm, I'm a guy, but I also noticed when I checked out the site, there's stuff for the men. Yes. And so um, I want you to take heed to that because guys often think, oh, only women take care of their skin and this and that. And and if a man is doing that, it's, it's taboo. No, it's not. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not. You want to take care of them wrinkles. You want to take care of the, the skin breaking out. If you got eczema, they have stuff to take care of you on that end. So please take advantage of it. Don't think it's for the women. If you're going yeah. to get something for your partner uh, who's a female, make sure you get something for yourself too. We got to be selfish on this too, fellas. So make sure you jump on it and get something else uh, for yourself. Uh, if you want to know how to go about it, we're definitely going to give you all that information closest to the end of the episode. So stay tuned. Um, so Alex, I have a segment that I like to call thinking out loud. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a question and I need your honest response and as quick as possible. You got to choose. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> like <ready>? an ultimatum? <laughs> no, no. Well, well, here, let's, let's have fun with it. Let's have fun with it. Here we go. Okay. Would you rather never be able to keep anyone's secrets or 
have your best friend tell all your secrets. <laughs> oh my gosh. Never. The first one. So you're just going to tell everybody's business. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, maybe I misunderstood it. So, okay, wait. So would you rather be able to keep, never be able to keep anyone else's secrets? So you can't oh, keep a secret. never be yeah. able to. Okay. Right? Or have your best friend tell all your secrets. No, best friend tell <laughs> all my secrets. I I understood. <laughs> what I originally understood was if I could keep everyone's secrets. No. And not tell them. Okay. So oh. no, best friend tell all my secrets. Wow. Why is that? Yeah. <laughs> because, okay, if we're really getting into why... <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you why. You got, you got too much dirt on people? Is that what that is? No. <laughs> I, I personally don't like when people do that. Like, okay, for example, I'll give you an example. And I'm going to like, <laughs> I'm bringing up my mom in this situation. <laughs> she tells everybody's business. Okay. So, I don't, and I don't like it. So I'm like, no, okay. I'm not doing that. I'm not being like that because <laughs> I don't like when she does it because I feel like she's not in the place to do that. Yeah. So she shouldn't be doing that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, the reason why. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mom hears this now. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh my God, is she going to hear this? <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I appreciate you taking part in that one. I just like to have fun with that segment, so I throw out the most random questions. Um, <laughs> okay, so we're closer to the end, but um, question for you is, how do you stay focused, especially when you don't have anyone, you know, per se, that you have to report to, like someone who's doing a nine-to-five? Mm-hmm. How do you stay focused and, and um, you know, hold yourself accountable on a regular basis? Um, I think that's like kind of goes into like a skill that I've kind of developed because for so long, like when you are working that nine to five or like even when I was in school, there was always someone to check, to check in with, right? Like whether it was a teacher or my boss or whatever. Right. Um, so I, that's definitely a skill I've had to work on for myself to be like, okay, I have to self-monitor my own personal growth and be like, okay, how do I want to grow? Like, I have to like step back and think, what do I want to do with this business and how am I going to be successful in doing it? Mm. So I think that's what keeps me going because there, there isn't necessarily, we do have a team. We have a team of women that are cheering each other on and, you know, like uplifting each other and stuff like that. But there's no one actually saying, okay, you have to sell this amount this month or, or you're going to get fired or, you know? Right. So I think they also keep me going as well without the pressure involved. Got it. Got it. So, and it's a lot to do with, I think just yourself, like just being myself and being able to like, to recognize that personal growth on my own. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, where do you see yourself as an entrepreneur in five years? That's a good question. Um, 
so, I mean, that's, that's actually a tough question for me because any type of future question, I, I, I don't know if it's just me or if it's for anybody. Like, I definitely have goals that I set out for myself, but never like five years from now. Why is that? I don't know, because I think I, I think I'm so like involved in the present moment that it's hard for me to picture the future. And I might think about it here and there, but not that like I'm sitting down and actually writing stuff out and being like, Hey, these are my goals for five years. Like this is what I want. I think it's important. Like now, even financially, like since I've been like bringing in a little bit more money, like with Mm -hmm. the company and stuff, um, I've been able to kind of like disperse certain amounts of money or whatever here and there and pay off some credit cards and, right. and stuff like that. And, and really like sit back and be like, okay, so what is my, like, what is my plan? Like I actually, like, I think about it financially. Right. Um, and I think I definitely see beauty counter in my future goals. Like that's definitely in like within my journey yeah. in the next five years. But like, I don't know. I like to go with the flow. I work hard and I do like, I like what I'm doing, but like, I'd like to just go with the flow. And, and when things happen kind of organically, I, I just go with that, you know, like, so I don't know. I think I'm just so focused. Like I said, on like the present that it's hard for me to like, look that far ahead. So I want to challenge you and say, I think you should definitely sit down and put together, even if it's a two-year um, plan or vision, mm-hmm. you you have goals, but write them down. And I think one of the techniques that I personally use that works for me, but I think you should try it at least, because I know you haven't tried it just based on what you just said. I think it'll actually benefit you and it'll actually put you in the next level. Mm-hmm. That might That might be a part of the reason you missed your target last month. Okay. If you really think about it, the reason why I say that is because if you set a goal for five years mm-hmm. and you reverse engineer it, meaning you start by looking at that five-year mark and you say, okay, what do I need to do in order to reach this target? And you break it down year by year, then maybe in that first year, you break it down month by month. Yeah. Right? And then you just and you just work it for the first year. But you know what the five-year plan is, but the first year is what you're focusing on. And then once you accomplish this month's target, next month's target, then you know you're working towards it. So at the end of the year, you'll be like, wait a minute, I actually surpassed my first year. I'm already Mm -hmm. doing some of the stuff for my second year. And now you're going to have to look at your five-year mark and say, you know what, at this rate, I might have to set the goal for a six-year plan instead of a five-year plan. Yeah. Right? But it actually honestly works, and I think you should give it a shot. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do it, but give it a shot and see what it does for you. I know it's done done, amazing things for other people that I... Um, I, I've spoken to as well and I've tried it and it works for me, but yeah. give it a shot. Cause I think it'll, it'll change the game for you. Yeah, I definitely, I think a lot of my, my fear, like I actually have a fear. If I did sit down and like write out a five-year plan, it's like, or a five-year goal. I don't want to like, I almost don't want to disappoint myself. And that's a part of the reason why we don't do it, but exactly. It's, but it's also the reason why we should do it. Yes. Because it's it's what it really is, is accountability. Yes. We don't want to see that we failed, but you need to see it because then you'll know this is where I fell short. Yes. Right? For sure. So full circle moment right there. Because when we started this interview, 
you mentioned your 14-year-old son mm-hmm. and the advice you gave him. So now I'm telling you or, you know, advising you to take your own advice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fail and fail a lot so that you can grow from it. Yeah. And start with that five-year plan. Because if you put it down and you fail at it, you'll know where you failed. Yeah. But when you don't have it written down and you don't hold yourself accountable, you'll never know where you failed. You just think, oh, the universe did this. Yeah. And you'll be able to blame somebody else instead of look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? You need to do a better job. Yeah. Right? So. And and I mean, I think that there's times to that. Like, for example, even last month, like when I didn't hit that goal, like I came really close. Like, so my mentor and I, we sat down and we talked about all the ways we did all these goals for the month. We were doing incentives for my team and we were working so hard to like get it done. And it just didn't, it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But it's not like I took that and like I cried about it. Like, yeah, it sucks that I failed, that it didn't actually happen. But I have to also accept the fact that like even my mentor was like, she's like, Alex, you're one person and you contributed half of the sales that was required for you to re- like reach that next goal, that next promote that promotion. Right. So she's like, you as an individual person can only do so much. So right. you've worked really hard and you've done what you've had to do on your part. But unfortunately it's your team. Like when you have a team of 10 people, like 10 women under you, mm-hmm. like, and they're, if they were actively selling, it would have happened absolutely no problem. Right. But that wasn't the case. And so at that point, I feel like it was kind of out of my control. But like you just said, we did write down goals and we did write all this down. And although I failed, we have to move on and we have to grow from that. And okay, what can we do better next month or whatever, right? Right. And that might be, how do I motivate my teammates now? Yes. Right? Because you, you, you were able to identify where the shortfall came. Yeah. So now you got to focus there and see how do I lift you up so that you can actually get up and make a sale or take action. Yeah. That might be your next step, right? So but that's it. So you just figured it out, right? Just through this conversation, you were able to identify, wait a minute, I didn't hit that goal because I know where the weakness was. Yeah. I need to strengthen that part, right? So exactly. It's, it's no- and we kind of figured, like, I talked to my mentor, like, about this whole, like, the, about the whole business and stuff. And she explained it to me like this. She said, you're a unicorn. I'm a unicorn. So-and-so is a unicorn. This person is a unicorn. So she's naming all of the people on our team that are leaders in this business. So basically what she means by a unicorn is that we're literally magical people. Like, we, like, there's not, there's maybe one, I don't know what the actual statistic is, but maybe one in a hundred like consultants in this business that actually make it into leaders, mm-hmm. like develop into leaders. So this is like, it's almost like the way she's explaining it to me is like, it's not normal kind of like for us to be in this situation. It's happened because we've worked hard to get here, yeah. but it's almost not normal. So like we've come to the conclusion basically that there's only like, there's only so much that you can do to inspire and, and motivate like your team because when does it get like, when does it get annoying? Mm -hmm. Like even like we were taught, like we had so many incentives that I put out last month and even this month. And 
I think everyone's just tired. Like everyone's just like, I just don't want to put that into it. And that's the whole, that's the, the beauty of the business is that they don't have to. Right. That's what, that's what we, we like strive on is you don't have to, if you don't want to, if you're busy with your, your life and you have other stuff going on and you work a full-time job and you're not able to put your time and energy into this business, then you're not going to. And I'm not going to be able to change that as much as I want to inspire and motivate you. It just might not happen. And so like me and my mentor have come to the conclusion that it's like, I need to keep kind of like searching and team building and find my other unicorn basically to, to be able to contribute to like my, my numbers and stuff, right? Like my business volume and all of that stuff. So for example, Sorry, I'm like talking a lot. Um, (laughs) For example, it's like a team sport. Just any team sport. One player is not going to win a game. Nope. It takes a team effort to do that. So everybody needs to contribute something, whatever that looks like for them, in order to win a game. That's right. Or to get to work. You work hard and you're going to get close to winning that game. But people aren't working hard and it's literally one person. Right. And like, it's actually like, that's actually a good analogy. Yeah, because, You're going to lose every game. Yeah. It's that simple. Like you're, you're really going to lose every game because it doesn't matter if everybody shows up to practice every day, but when you show up to the game and you don't put in your effort, we're not going to win. Exactly. Right. It doesn't matter. I could have Kobe on the team. I could have the Jordans and all that stuff, but I'm not going to win because the role players aren't doing they're, what they're supposed to do. Exactly. Right? So even when you do get that one unicorn, the rest of the stable, if they're just horses, if they're not inspired, they're not motivated, Yeah. you still may not hit the target, right? Yeah. Mind you, your chances are higher because there's two unicorns as opposed to just one at this point, but yeah. they still matter. And I think that's important, right? That you don't have to be a leader in every team situation. Yeah. But as long as you respect the role that you are in and you contribute mm-hmm. and do your part, I think no matter what, as long as there's the effort, you'll definitely succeed. And so um, that's awesome. So before we wrap things up, I want to know if you can actually leave our listeners with a statement to guide them on their journey. If someone is listening that's interested in becoming um, you know, an entrepreneur or getting on board with Beauty Counter or learning more about Beauty Counter, just finding out who you are. Um, but first, let's start with the statement. Anything positive that you can kind of leave our listeners with that you have come across over the years or that you just think people will benefit from? <laughs> so funny that you're saying this right now because I literally just did stories today <laughs> on something that I felt so like strongly about that I've been wanting to like to talk about on social media forever since actually like basically January. Wow. So what it is, is, and what I was like talking about today on my stories is try something new, risk, take a risk because you never know how it's going to turn out. You don't, basically, this is my statement. You don't know if something's going to work unless you try it. Wow. That's what my statement is because, and I'll, something to back it up. So, and what I explained on my stories today mm-hmm. was um, with my toddler. So at meal times, for example, he right away, we put the meal in front of him 
and he'd start crying. I don't like that. I don't want to eat that. I'm not eating dinner, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So I'd look at him and I'd say, you haven't tried it yet. I said, mommy would really like if you could try it first and then you can tell me if you don't like it or not. So 95% of the time, guess what? He eats it. He eats it. He tries it and he likes it and he eats it. That's it. So that like, it just really got me thinking this year because it's like, and in terms of everything, then it started opening up so many different things because then I started thinking about, okay, then I'll, I'll give another example. My mom, my mom has like some health issues. Not that I'm going to get into detail with mm-hmm. it, but like she has some health issues that I feel she could relieve some of her chronic pain if she like consistently went and got help, like either, I don't know, whatever pra- medical practitioner that, that looks like for her. Right. But she doesn't do anything. So I said to her, like just a couple of weeks ago, I was like, mom, I was like, you don't, you haven't tried long enough to know if something works. Right. So you need to try first. And then you can say, okay, that didn't work for me. I've been doing it for three, six months, whatever. Then you can say that. But if you've only gone a couple times, it's like someone that wants to lose weight. Okay, well, I really want to lose weight, but you know what? I'm not going to work out and I'm not going to diet or I'm not going to um, start eating healthy because I probably won't lose the weight. Yeah. Okay, well, right there, you're already setting yourself up for failure because you haven't even tried it yet. That's it. So same kind of goes like, it always goes back to kind of like just the business too, right? Like in every aspect of life, I find, especially business. Cause it's like, if you don't jump into something, you're never going to know. If I didn't take that risk over a year ago, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be paying off my credit cards. I wouldn't be investing money. I wouldn't be ahead financially and loving what I'm doing and loving my life right now, where I'm at and, and everything that I'm doing, that everything that transpired, right? That's it. That's it. There's no reward if there's no risk. Yep. That's so it. take that risk. <laughs> whether whether you succeed or not. Like usually, like, especially in the business, like on the business side, it's like there really isn't anything to lose. What is there to lose? You jump in, you try it, and it doesn't work out for you. What did you lose? Nothing. Maybe, okay, what? $50 to enroll? Well, start a or, business or time, and that's about it. Okay, right? and time, yes. Yeah. No, but, you're right. But but we can't we can't discredit time. The reason why I say that is because even though it sounds like you're losing time, you're actually not. Because based on what you gained from it, the knowledge, you really can't put a price on it. And so had you not tried, you'd never learn exactly to, to know whether you liked it or not, right? So exactly. You, you you still gain something from it. And I was just gonna say like Everything takes time. Of course. So it's just, you have to decide now where you're going to spend your time and where you're going to spend your energy and where you're going to put that energy, right? That's it. And actually, it's funny too, because I actually touched on my stories today about regret. And I said, I don't, I've actually learned. I used to, when I was younger, I used to think, oh my God, I really regret doing that. Or even like being in a bad relationship. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh man, like you always think like, oh, what a waste of time being in that relationship for so many years and then nothing to not, for nothing to come out of it. But especially like a bad relationship that I had in the past, mm-hmm. it made me think like change my thinking into thinking, 
No, it wasn't a waste because yeah. everything is a learning experience. That's it. Every single thing that you do, you could go to school and take something. Like I had a friend that took like business in school and she never ended up doing anything in business, but was it a waste of time? No, because you probably learned something in that business program that you took in college. Oh, yeah. You might've not like, um, what's it called? You might've not continued that as your career, right? but you definitely learned something from it. You're always going to learn something from everything, right? That's it. That's it. It's, it's all about the mindset and the attitude. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Before I let you go, hold on, hold on. I want you to make sure that you actually share your social media handle, how people can get a hold of you, how they can get your products and all that good stuff. So the website, um, I'll also have it in the description um, on Podbean. So if you're looking for that, I'll have all that information there. But I want you to actually tell the people that are listening um, how they can get a hold of you to just inquire about what you do a little bit more specific on, you know, some of the products that we didn't get to talk about. Um, and just to follow you on social media, just to learn about the business and you, how can they reach you? Um, so it is Alex underscore Andra underscore C. So that's my Instagram handle. And then my Facebook handle or my Facebook name is Alex Koska. So A-L-E-X. And then C-O-S-C-A. Awesome. And the website? Um, so I have like a personal website for my own like shopping link, as you would say. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of a whole bunch of different letters and stuff like and so, that. So, so that's going to be, um, that's something that they can get on your Instagram? Yes. Bio? It's under, yeah, it's under my bio. Um, I actually have like a link tree. Perfect. And I have like different categories and all that. Um, under that, but it directs you right to my personal, my personal shopping link. Perfect. Obviously, like I said, it's highly recommended to shop with a consultant because right. you're supporting someone's small business. That's what we want. So <laughs> go to her link tree and click on the links and give her her credits. Right. Cause if she didn't come on the show, you wouldn't know about it. So <laughs> let's pay her dues and they put in the work. She's putting in the work. So she deserves your support. Make sure you go on her Instagram page. I'll put the link in the description as well and click on that link tree and definitely go ahead and get your beauty products going on, your health products and everything else that they have to offer you. Again, Alex, I want to thank you for your time and I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in for yet another week. Uh, this was this is a lot of information for me. Um, and I got... <laughs> I, I kid you not, I, I got to, you know, play this one back and just write down some of the things that you mentioned. There's a lot of gems, too, that you dropped, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, I think people appreciate this one. Again, thank you. All the best moving forward. And I'll definitely make sure I get you all the details. Awesome. Thank you. Until next time, everyone. Love, peace, and nappiness.